welcome. Raise your inner game today. This is David Levin. Mental Game Monday for Monday, August 30th. So what things were pulling me down and lifting me up this week? Well, I'll just start with the big one that's on my mind right now, which is I am tired. Oh my goodness. I'm the kind of tired where I just can't even think, you know, really. <laughs> You'll probably be able to tell as I record this. I won't be able to form my thoughts. So we were out of town last weekend for a wedding, a trip out to Montana, and uh, traveling home yesterday. Got in pretty late for us, and uh, short of sleep, and I'm just, oh, just zapped today. Crazy how hard it can be to think clearly. Getting a couple things done, but just barely making it from one craving of carbs to the next. <laughs> so anyway, a little more detail. So like I said, we got in uh, late. It was about midnight. We got in traveling. Oh, you know, it wasn't that long. We left Missoula, you know, two o'clock-ish, but still three, four-hour flight and then three-hour drive. And um, it was funny because half the drive home, uh, Peter drove. He's, we're trying to uh, build up his nighttime hours so he can get his license. And he hadn't driven in a couple of months at all. And he almost never drives our other car, the Tesla, which is much more kind of strange and re hyper-responsive in a lot of ways. So it was a little stressful. <laughs> Let's just say the first uh, half hour or so, that 15, 30 minutes of that was, uh, we were paying a lot of attention. Let's put it that way. I was questioning my thinking on uh, having us all be under his care at, you know, 65, 70 miles an hour on, in the dark. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Anyway, a little bit of a stressful there. Here's a funny thing, too. We uh, had some people staying at our house while we were gone. And um, long story short, I had not thought to bring keys for the house. So right around 11 o'clock last night, we realized we were going to be locked out of our house when we got home at 1145. <laughs> oh, gosh. So we, you know, made a few calls. Figured it out, but uh, all kind of piled on. So I got to bed about uh, 1 o'clock, I guess, lights out, and woke up fairly early because Peter had to be off for a school function. School's starting to pick back up for us now. Anyway, short of sleep. And uh, as I mentioned, pretty darn tired. Okay, so some more um, sort of gravity items. This was an interesting one. We're out in Missoula, like I said, Missoula, Montana, and... I spend a lot of time out there feeling sort of cognitively diminished. I was questioning whether it was elevation. It had that feeling to it where we've, you know, gone to a higher altitude and just really, you know, literally diminished capacity. So like here's an ex example. We were out at a restaurant for lunch and it was time to calculate the tip. <laughs> and I had to go over this three or four times to double check my math that 48 and 14 added up to 62. It was so strange. I mean, I knew it did, but the more I think about it, I just couldn't be sure. I just wasn't, I thought maybe I made a mistake in there. So it was just classic diminished cognitive ability. You know, um, I have a, back in the earlier days, uh, I was, I used to fly for a while at my pilot's license. And one of the things they really talk to you about in there is, uh, the cognitive effects of, of low oxygen at altitude. 
and that you just can't think clearly. And so I really suspect it was just, and the, the only hesitation is that it wasn't that big a jump. It was like 2,000 feet up from where we are here in Viroqua. So I wouldn't have expected that big of a effect, but I don't know what else to attribute it to. But it was kind of crazy to be that altered. So that was interesting. And then another one just going on over this period, but I think it's a good example of what I consider like a high gravity situation where there's just some things going on in your life or in the world that are sort of weighing on you. And so uh, the Afghanistan situation has been a big one. And uh, the bombing there happened while we were gone. And also the hurricane, the new hurricane that came in, I think Ida, and hit New Orleans. You know, the reality is I probably am reading the news too much because, you know, there's these big things you kind of want to know what's going on. You kind of want to hear the latest. And they really feed into not just the negativity of reacting to the event and being concerned about it and, and upset by it, but they feed into that checking the news addiction and impulse. I just feel like I have to check constantly, which I really don't, of course. And I can feel the, the sort of downward pulling effects of that too. So that's my list of the gravity items. Now to some of the things picking us up. Well, you can just imagine we were at a wedding. <laughs> so there were quite a few just classic things. The wedding itself was lovely. And, you know, there's the classic sort of thing where the, you know, the adorable little kids in the wedding party and on the dance floor with their parents and grandparents and all that stuff is just really touching, you know, just beautiful. Um, contributing to that, just lovely good fortune was the weather was just as good as it could possibly be to the point that it actually lifted you up. Every time you'd look around and look at the sky and just feel the air and, oh, it just couldn't have been better. I was commenting on it probably to the point of annoyance to the people around me, but it just kept blowing my mind. It was like, oh my God, it is just so beautiful right now. And that's classic. I mean, that's great. Just being out there on a beautiful outdoor day. We went for a hike also um, yesterday morning before we got on the road, just out in the woods around Missoula. Just again, strikingly, upliftingly beautiful. That's a really great thing. And also, they had the wedding at a really impressive place called the Daily Mansion, uh, about an hour south of Missoula. Oh, my goodness. It's not a place where you can stay. It's just a historic site that they run tours for. But they, they opened it up so the wedding party could just go on a self-guided tour. And that was really fun, too, just checking out the property and everything. It was just a lovely day. And then, of course, there was the whole aspect of the trip in addition to the wedding itself. I went to high school in Missoula, did not spend much time there since, so that's been, you know, 40-plus years. <laughs> and, uh, you know, great to be back and kind of check in and reconnect with that part of my past. You know, being back, seeing all those people, friends, family, my sister, hi, Jeannie, my mom, of course, haven't seen any of them in like four years. Just really great. And it's always a little bit, Melancholy, too, I guess is a fair way to say it, because all those memories and um, remembering ourselves as our younger selves, not always super impressed with our younger selves. <laughs> also strange, you know, it's been so long now that I go back and just sort of habitually, I think, oh, I'm sure I'm going to bump into people I know. And then I think it's been 40 years. Even if I did know them, why would I think I would recognize them? <laughs> I mean, we all look really different now. And I just forget that, you know. So there's some strangeness in it too. But overall, it was great. It was nice that um, our kids were able to really appreciate Montana. 
I want to say for the first time, really, we've been there, you know, off and on, but they're old enough now that they can really just really get it and really, like I say, appreciate it for what it is. We had a great time. Oh, another part of the weather part was that it does tend to get smoky there, especially in the summers during wildfire season. And with all the fires out west now, speaking of things in the news, um, it was especially smoky. But right the night we got there, they had some rain and it just cleared all that out. And it was just shockingly clear and lovely and beautiful. It was just perfect. That was really nice. So anyway, I'm probably even forgetting other things. But the whole wedding trip, separate from the fatigue of travel, which is a real thing for me. Oh, my goodness. But it was a great trip. It really was. And then here's another one, completely unrelated. But boy, I really loved this. Before we left, Frances, our daughter, basically she self-discovered lifts. If you've read the book, you know what lifts are. It's really impulse control. It's starting to notice our little impulses, are, and they tend to be our impulses to resist or avoid doing the little things that we really should do, like picking up a piece of trash on the floor and making our bed and things like that. And that there's a whole bunch of reasons we talk about in the book about why they make you feel better, because they really do. It's part of what we call them lifts. But anyway, she sort of self-discovered those. I don't remember exactly what started it. But all of a sudden, she was just saying, you know, I've been, well, she was kind of lifting, listing off a few things she'd done that she felt good about. She'd been cleaning up, uh, you know, doing a better job of cleaning up after. She tends to when she, you know, cleans up after herself, like maybe she had lunch in the kitchen or something. And she kind of gets halfway through. And it's just, I mean, any parent out there will recognize this. But, you know, it's sort of aggravating as the parents are like, how do you not see that? Why is that still out on the counter? That sort of thing. Anyway, all of a sudden, she was saying she's been really a lot better about following through with things like that, picking up after herself, uh, making her bed. And she was just really pointing out, she had observed this in herself. I've been a lot better about just doing these little things. And, you know, I don't really know why I don't do them. It's not like they're hard. And I just feel really good for doing them, which it was just classic lifts, right? I mean, every aspect of it. It was really uh, thrilling sort of to hear her self-discover that on a few different levels. One is to see her get that on her own, and we had a chance to talk about that and go a little deeper with it and have me share a little more of the underlying ideas to, to really anchor how important that observation was. But at another level, it was fun for me because this reminded me how true it is. You know, I, I, I came up with this kind of formulation for this experience in the book and in developing the material. And I think I say throughout there that it really isn't like stuff I'm manufacturing. It's just a way to sort of articulate something that is self-evidently true once you see it and experience it for yourself. And that there's incredible power, a practical power in it for us if we can, again, just sort of lean into the observation, what all it tells us and what it can give us to help self-regulate and make ourselves feel better. So just to kind of, you know, be reminded that that's actually true, that it actually is something anyone can just stumble on themselves. They've probably had the experience already, honestly, uh, in some way or another. That was fun too. So that was a really good one though. I really was just, you can imagine how tickled that was. And also, of course, just because now it is really, I mean, it's the hardest thing for me to describe well. Every time I've had a, done a program of some kind on the material, talk to people after they've been through the stuff, lifts uh, is the thing they don't get. 
which is totally on me, of course. It's my job to explain it, and it's just hard to do. But once you get it, it is the most powerful part, really, on a kind of a day-to-day, moment-to-moment, how am I feeling about myself kind of way. Oh, it's just so incredibly effective. And to have her see that now, she's 12, right? If, If she can actually sort of anchor that, internalize that, and have that available to her, it's going to be great. So that was really, really nice. All right, that is about it for me. It's a relatively short one. We are really looking forward to the school week coming. I still can't believe it's starting this week. Your kids may have started already. Uh, Peter sort of officially starts uh, today, tomorrow, with the school camping trip. Francis starts on Wednesday, and uh, I really can't believe it. So anyway, it's going to be a fun week, getting back into that groove. And I hope your week is also fun and groovy. Oh, sorry, I can't believe I said that. But I'm leaving it in. (laughs) All right, have a great week. We'll talk to you next week.